It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We welcome you to a new episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. And as you know, the season is not over. The Washington football team are NFC East champions. Good to have you with us. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night football 20 to 14. We are brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. That's right. Today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. It's 20 to 14, the final score. The Washington football team finishes at 7 and 9 in the regular season. But somehow, some way, that is good enough to win the NFC East. That's right. The New York Giants beat the Dallas Cowboys, but they finish at 6-10. and 10, And, of course, they needed a Washington loss to win the NFC East after their victory over Dallas. Dallas obviously eliminated with that loss. Philadelphia had been uh, already eliminated. They finish at 4-11-1 with this loss to the Washington football team. And give credit to the Philadelphia Eagles. They fought tough. They fought hard. They could have won this game. They Doug Peterson gave the Washington football team a break. We'll get into that. Uh, and Washington took advantage of it. They'll take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Saturday night, 8.15 Eastern Time from FedEx Field, where we will be for sure, uh, right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. All right, so away we go with what happened in this football game. And we'll start with who played, and that was Alex Smith, Terry McLaurin, and Antonio Gibson for the Washington football team. We found out on Saturday that they were going to play. They all three made it, and all three produced uh, in different ways, in different fashions. And, you know, you start off with the opening drive, which Washington had been 0 for 15 on. They were trying to become the first team to uh, not score at all, at all, on their opening drive. Since 2000, teams had, I think it was four teams, including the last, the 2017 Chargers, had only scored a field goal on their 16 opening drives. No team since at least 2000, according to ProFootballReference.com and my pal Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch, no team had not scored at all on opening drives. Um since at least 2000, when records are trackable, okay? So Washington, trying to avoid that debacle, comes out, and they have to draw, drive 90-plus yards on their opening drive, and they do. And that was 
<laughs> the most impressive thing is it wasn't a short field like you thought, okay, you know, if if they're going to score, it's going to be because it's a short field or anything like that. But in the most unlikely of scenarios, they drive 91 yards, 15 plays, they're 4-4 on third down, and they finish it off with a five-yard touchdown pass in the back corner of the end zone to Terry McLaren. I mean... You know, first of all, you take 8-13 off the clock. You get the 7. You're great on four, on third down. The running game struggled a little bit, but the passing game's in rhythm. You know, some longer drops, some quicker drops, some quick throws. And basically, Alex Smith was extremely, extremely accurate to start this football game. Now, that didn't last, uh, but McLaurin, again, playing on a bum ankle with a high ankle sprain, um, gets the job done, and he scores a touchdown on third down, right? So Washington gets the points, they get the lead, and everything is feeling good, looking good. Then they come out and get an interception by Cam Curl. Now, if you watch the route by Zach Ertz, and I asked Cam Curl about this after the game on Sunday night, you know, he told me, hey, we're playing man. He knows he's playing press. He knows he's got to get a jam against a bigger tight end in Zach Ertz. And he does. He gets into Zach Ertz, and he is physical, and he is feisty with them. Uh, and he rides them basically into, you know, kind of a slant route almost. And for whatever reason, I don't know. Zach Ertz just missed the ball, it looked like. I mean, it was a little bit outstretched. But, I mean, that's a ball that he normally catches. And it goes right boom right into cam curl's chest for the interception so cam curl picks off a pass up seven to nothing and you're thinking okay this is pretty good field goal uh pretty good scoring territory for washington why because they're right around the 30 yard line of philadelphia ultimately they go three and out a run two passes and they only get the um, eight yards, they don't get a first down, and they have to kick a Dustin Hopkins 42-yard field goal, which puts them up 10 to nothing. And Washington at this point, late in the first quarter, seems like they're cruising, right? Jalen Hurts hasn't put it together yet. Uh, they had a couple of moments. Again, the interception, not really his fault, um, but still nonetheless an interception. Uh, they drew a couple of penalties, one on Cole Holcomb for a 15-yard um, unnecessary roughness penalty on the second play of the game, one a holding penalty that extended a drive on third down and wiped out a sack. Um they had a defensive pass interference penalty on Kendall Fuller, which a lot of Redskins or a lot of Washington fans had an issue with. They always have an issue with everything. Um, no offense. Uh, but I, I thought it was a fine call. I thought it was the right call. Um, and obviously, I don't agree with everything, uh, but I'm going to just tell you how I see it. I thought it was a defensive pass interference call. Um, and and you can argue with with it from now until kingdom come. Uh, but the bottom line is, is it was textbook definition of defensive pass interference. And if you don't think it was defensive pass interference, you don't understand the rule. It's that simple. So we move along, and it's 10 to nothing, Washington. And then Philadelphia finally gets the offense going. 
They go on a 10-play, 75-yard drive, spanning 644 and finishing with a Jalen Hurts six-yard touchdown run to make it 10-7. to Now, on this particular touchdown, it was, you know, again, just too easy. They used the passing game to kind of get into a rhythm, and then he went, Hertz did around right end and forced a missed tackle and just waltzed right into the end zone. So again, it's 10 to 7. Now you're starting to be like, okay, tightening things up a little bit. So after Washington's offense is now fluttering and struggling and Alex Smith is missing wide open receivers, getting sacked a couple of times, Brandon Sheriff allowed a sack. J.D. McKissick did not get a good enough block in on pass protection. He allowed a sack. Alex Smith struggling. He looks uncomfortable. I thought in this span, uh, when they were not in rhythm, to me, it some of it was because they were probably dropping back too much and trying to get more bigger chunk plays. I like when the ball is out and out quickly, which I know you can't do on every single play. I got it. I understand that. But between the run and between quicker throws, you had to pick and choose your spots where you could do five and seven step drop. And it seemed like Washington wanted to do their normal offense as much as possible from the start. And maybe that was by design because they figured Alex Smith, his leg would get worse as the game went along. So, you know, that might be part of the thought process there. Uh, I'm going to have to ask about that because I don't know if I saw the right thing, but it just seemed like he was taking longer drops than necessary. Uh, And some fans agreed. uh, And some people thought, you know, that it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, and, and everybody is subject to interpretation. I mean, I, you know, maybe I'll feel differently when I watch back the tape, but I don't, I don't think so. The bottom line is, I think Alex Smith was asked to do a little bit too much with his footwork and his mechanics for somebody that was banged up and against a defense that you wanted to get rid of the ball against anyway, just because Javon Hargrave uh, is a pretty good pass rusher and they still had Vinnie Curry uh, and they still had some other guys despite no Fletcher Cox, despite no Derek Barnett, you know, and despite missing a couple of uh, other defensive players that would have made this game really, really, really difficult on Washington if those guys would have been in the particular football game. All right, so we move along in the first half. Now, Philadelphia gets the ball back and rips off a seven-play, 65-yard drive over four minutes and nine seconds, culminating in a Jalen Hurts six-yard touchdown run to give them the lead. Now, on this particular sequence, they had, again, a holding penalty on Holcomb that extended the third-down stop. And also... On this one, uh, Montez Sweat had, uh, you know, on that particular play, Montez Sweat had a third down sack and stop in which uh, he read the mesh point and and just and got downhill and and took care of the quarterback. Uh, and then Chase Young earlier in the game had blown up Jalen Hurts for a sack uh, on again a read option give or a a a a RPO kind of keeper um, 
but on this particular one, Cole Holcomb's holding penalty extends the drive, right? So then Washington starts to get suckered a little bit. Montez Sweat gets sucked in uh, and overplays the run, and Hertz kind of rips it out, and he just kind of trots in, and Philadelphia has the lead. So you're like, uh-oh, this is not good, because now Jalen Hurts has got two rushing touchdowns. That's what brings us to late in the first half, and that's what we're going to tell you about coming up next right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast as the WFT wins the NFC East 20-14 to over the Philadelphia Eagles. On Sunday night, they'll host Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. On Saturday night, NBC from FedEx Field uh, with one short day of prep. All right, away we go right here on LOWFT. All right, guys, we're here for betonline.ag. That's right. Get off the bench and come and play with us. NFL postseason is here. And as you know, you can get some juice, get some action in on all six NFL playoff games coming up this weekend. College football bowl games wrapping up national championship about a week away. The only way to get in and play is at betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Plus, you'll have a little bit of fun. Let me tell you something what I did. I bet $2 on Sunday that Washington would not score on their opening drive, and I was a big, fat loser. But... I also bet $7 total out of my account on neither team scoring 40 points. And guess what? Ding, 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 ding. Uh, Not a big return, but I made my money back and I made a little bit uh, of money to offset that $2 loss. And I had a little fun. I had a little bit of action, as they say, on the game. So go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Get there now, guys. BetOnline.ag. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us as we take you through a division-clinching win over the Philadelphia Eagles. First, we tell you about Locked On Bets. 2020 is mercifully over, guys. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. All right, so 
Let's take you through what happened at the end of the first half. The Washington football team now finds itself down 14 to 10, but Logan Thomas would ultimately reel in a 13-yard climb the ladder, beautiful touchdown catch from Alex Smith to cap off a nine-play 55-yard drive that spanned just one minute and four seconds. Nine plays, nine passes, Alex Smith clearly in a rhythm. And again, they convert uh, on two of their third down opportunities to extend the, the series. So that means they were six of six on those two scoring drives, which is really what leads to the success. You got to finish it off. You were all pass. They were not running at all. And it took a great catch by Logan Thomas. But the point of the matter is they were efficient. They, for the most part, went quick game, obviously uh, a little tempo and got in and out and did what they had to do. And they took what they had to take. Uh, And they were able to rip up some big, uh, I guess, chunks, if you will, um, you know, on that particular drive. Right. Right. You know, Alex Smith, again, was not good on Sunday night. He was really good on these two drives. But what's interesting is right before the Logan Thomas touchdown, he missed Cam Sims on a corner route wide open in the end zone. So, you know, this was a problem for Alex Smith quite honestly throughout the night. I mean, you could tell he's rusty, right? He hadn't played in three weeks He missed wide-open receivers, Cam Sims in that particular spot. Uh, There was a a wide-open Logan Thomas on a third-down rollout in completion. Cross-body, yes, but it it still has to be made. On a sack, there was... uh, On a third-down sack, there was two receivers open underneath that everybody kind of saw. You know, so Alex Smith, in addition to um, a fumble on a snap, in addition to two interceptions, in addition to a a bunch of sacks, which weren't all his fault, but certainly some, some part of it his fault. Uh, Alex Smith wasn't great, but again, he was terrific on two particular drives. So in this particular situation near the end of the first half, you know, maybe it's just Alex Smith is like a lot of quarterbacks where you just kind of get into a rhythm and you just start going and you think less. And so many more quarterbacks have this success in no huddle, hurry up type offense. And, and and the problem is it's so hard to replicate on a full game basis. That's why people don't do it. But you'll see tempo by design where teams go in and out of tempo and they hustle, but they'll do it for a play or two. They won't do it all the time. They won't do it for the entire game. But it's nice to have that option when you have that option. So Logan Thomas gets the 13-yard touchdown pass right before the break. And again, it's 17-14 to Washington now at halftime. Now, we would stay that way all the way to midway through the fourth quarter, but a lot would happen in the third quarter, right? So Washington would come up with a first and goal at the five stand. 
and they would turn Philadelphia over on downs. On fourth down, Doug Peterson down 17-14, angering the NFL mob community and New York Giants fans by not going for the easy three points and the 17-17 score. He's doing basically what Doug Peterson does, being aggressive. He goes for it. They try and pass it. Jalen Hurts has to kind of scramble around. Tim Settle got just hog-tied and basically was getting choked out and still couldn't draw a call. Washington then found a way to get some more heat between a linebacker, between Chase Young, between safety cam curl. They were all in Jalen Hurts' face as he shifted from his right to his left. And then ultimately trying to be, you know, I guess a Superman and trying to throw off balance. He just kind of heaved one uh, and it fell short, right? So it comes incomplete. And that's the last time we see Jalen Hurts. That's it. So for three quarters, he had two rushing touchdowns. But Jalen Hurts, numbers-wise, as a passer, was only, only 7 of 20 on the night for 72 yards and the interception that, again, I could reasonably argue was not his fault. So Jalen Hurts misses an opportunity there, right? But also Philadelphia, because they really don't run the ball, they're all one-dimensional pass, 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 pass. Now, in that particular situation, uh, Kendall Fuller made a play. You, you just have to, you, you have to be careful because this is where a lot of teams like to run their RPO game and like to run their quarterback keepers. Philadelphia didn't really do that in this particular spot. So basically you turn them over on downs and you go into the fourth quarter leading 17-14. Now, in this fourth quarter, Alex Smith would throw another interception. This one intended for Logan Thomas, who slipped. He was really grabbed at the top of his route and he slipped, but Alex Smith had decided to already throw. Now, it would have been, in my opinion, a tough catch anyway because the throw was a little bit behind where the receiver would have been. It certainly wasn't necessarily leading uh, him, but the bottom line is it did not look like a great decision by the quarterback. So in that particular spot, it was kind of a wasted opportunity for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Washington doesn't really do anything on offense at all, basically, uh, in the second half because they're trying to figure out, Washington, what to do, how to do medically in terms of Alex Smith, in terms of Terry McLaurin, who again had missed the previous game, didn't practice all this week. Um, you know, maybe they're you know they're trying to you know get their defense ready. Obviously, uh, all that, so they don't get any points, right? They get the initial field goal, but that's it, right? So you're you're thinking, hmm, this isn't going to end the way we want it to end from a Washington perspective because. They're only down by six. All they need is a touchdown to tie, and then an extra point wins it. We move to the fourth quarter, and what we'll do is we'll take a last timeout 
And we'll come back and put the finishing touches on this particular episode of the Locked On Washington football team. All right, guys, I'm Chris Russell for our friends at Built Bar. That's right, 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones, 12 original nut and non-nut flavors. Let me take you on a little taste odyssey of the new and improved Built Bar and the six new flavors. Ready? Caramel brownie, cookies, and cream. Also, if lemon almond cheesecake is your thing, or apple almond crisp is your thing. I kind of like apple almond crisp. Or you want to try some of the 12 original flavors. Again, my favorite, peanut butter brownie or peanut butter. Uh, Also, I like the salted caramel idea. Don't forget, Built Bars are low in sugar, high in protein, low in calories, and high in fiber. They're great for keto. They're great for any kind of diet. When you go to BuiltBar.com and you use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at your favorite BuiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we come back and wrap things up here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Uh, We will get you plenty of player reaction and coach reaction from a division championship when everything will kind of be compressed this week a little bit. Not exactly a short, short week, but it is certainly a shorter week. There is no doubt about it as the Washington football team division champions get sent to return home to take on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Saturday night. Now, meanwhile, um, in the fourth quarter, ultimately Dustin Hopkins would only be able to score. The Eagles, by this time, have Nate Sudfeld in the game, and people were just outraged on Twitter, right? And and just ridiculing Doug Peterson. And listen, it did not go well, right? Um, I mean, quite honestly, Nate Sudfeld, the former Washington football quarterback who was cut by the Washington football team in 2017, then caught on with the practice squad and the and and you know all the workouts and all that good stuff then ultimately he goes to Philadelphia this year as he's claimed from their practice squad eh, maybe about a month ago uh and the bottom line is this um they didn't have an they didn't have enough points in order to be on cruise control, but Washington was kind of on cruise control, right? They kept playing turnovers, uh, turnover palooza back and forth uh, with 
the Philadelphia Eagles, you had a fumble recovery, a fumble recovery by Alex Smith, which saved obviously field position and the football. They just did not have the right combination. All right, so Philadelphia is running out of time here. They can't get anything going. Nate Sudfield has thrown a long interception. He's had a bad snap in which Montez Sweat swats the ball forward and towards Chase Young, who recovers it. So Chase Young comes away uh, with the turnover and caps off basically a night that Again, if the NFL world didn't really know him, now they do because he had a terrific, terrific football game. So with Philadelphia running out of time, Washington has the ball uh, back and they're right at midfield. And Ron Rivera, interestingly, out of the two-minute warning, lines up and presumably, presumably, he's willing to go for it, only up six. And instead, he gets Philadelphia to draw offsides. Now, it's possible that he was going to decal, that he was going to decoy um, this first particular opportunity and not the second one, I, I, I guess, is, is how I would read that. Um, so Washington lines up and they get the free first down with time running out. Washington then faces another fourth and one at the Philadelphia roughly 36-yard line with about a minute left in the game, and they decide to punt. Now, in, in, in a lot of these spots, Ron Rivera has gone for it. All right, so the Washington football team wins the NFC East and takes on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers this Saturday night at FedEx Field. We'll be back with you with another episode, and you'll hear from some of the players and Ron Rivera as well, as they are the division champs. I'm Chris Russell. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.